All right, welcome back. Welcome to Go Players to another episode of the Purified Podcast. Today is September 6th, 2021. I am your host, Luis Palacios, with my co-host, Chris. Hi, it's your boy, Pokemon Trigger, please. How are you doing, Luis? I'm doing all right. Better than somebody who's literally been playing Junai for two seconds before the podcast started. <laughs> it's a warm-up. It's a warm-up for the hype. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. It's just one of those things when it comes down to it. But I guess it is. I guess it is. Well, we are here once again to talk about Pokemon Go news updates and writing about the game because we love the game just as much as you do. I keep forgetting that my camera is this way, but you are here, so I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, first of all, everybody, that we are part of the Professor Network. Check, please check us out at professornetwork.com slash podcast. Wonderful people to work with every single time. Check them out. They have wonderful things to talk about Pokemon Go. They are, they even are part of the Niantic uh, content creator network, so that'd be great uh, if one day we actually get to that point. But, you know, <laughs> if we get to one that day. point, one day, let's keep on making podcasts, shall we? Uh, but, yeah, how was your week so far there, Chris? Uh, it's been, I, th I think it's been a lot more eventful this week for me in Pokemon Go as opposed to last week for sure. I can tell you that mine wasn't as eventful. No? Mm-mm. Um, it's, definitely... Uh, it's been... Uh, I, I <laughs> we can't talk between each other. I know last week... So keep talking. <laughs> keep going. All right. I, I know last week I didn't get any uh, shinies or hundos, uh, but this week I know I have at least a little bit of goodies. Mm. Um, yeah, just loading up real quick. I know off the top of my head, I got a shiny Pidgey, and the other day I got a shiny Totodile, which was funny, because um, I think they... I No, the Totodile was a home spawn, and it just happened to be the first click I clicked on when I logged in one day. Um, so that was that was kind of cool, but I I don't know what else I got. I feel like I got some more, but I may be wrong. Well, you, while you keep checking, I can tell you this much... And confirmation, just by looking at my own storage here, I did not get any shinies this week. Nothing. Not, well, actually, no. Hold on. When did this hatch? <laughs> this hatch on the second. Yeah, that should have hatched this, this week. Yeah, I got a shiny. At least I got something this week. I actually didn't think I was going to get anything today. <laughs> or the uh, last week. Um, but yeah, I hatched it. The last batch of the Ultra Unlock Part 3 eggs did actually hatch during last week. So, yes, I got a, the Shiny Sixagoon, which is actually a 96% 15, 15, uh, uh, 13, uh, 13 last one. Uh, He's that boy in Master League. Yes, I finally got a good one, even though I wanted the Hundo or Shundo, but whatever. Beggars can be choosers. It is... My final one that I needed to complete the family. So I do have the full family shiny Sixagoon, Galarian Sixagoon uh, family farther. So I'm happy. At least I did that. I can actually confirm that I did not get any Hundos last week. Same. Yeah, yeah. Hundos, they, they don't go with me. Yeah, but at least you're supposed to have one Hundo every week. At least one. But no, nothing <laughs> happened this week. It's... it. I, it eh. Ah, I broke my streak, but I guess that's how it goes, you know? Plus, yeah. <laughs> plus I'm trying to get, like, five uh, great throws in a uh, great curveball throws in a row for a spin the quiz here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, that's going to be interesting. All right, well, we already recap our shinies and hondos. Uh, nothing notable. No crazy shinies. No, well, I technically got a crazy shiny, but you got a, you didn't get a crazy hundo or anything. So, it is what it is. However, let's go ahead and recap the two events that happened last week. Uh, one of them was, of course, the season of mischief happening on September first, and which is the our entire uh, season's worth of spawns and things like that. And then we're also going to be talking about the Hoopa's arrival that happened on September fifth, which was yesterday, which would. We would have actually streamed yesterday if, if I didn't want to go see uh, Shining Ling and uh, the, the Legend of the Ten Rings yesterday because I needed, I wanted to see that movie. I literally wanted to see that movie. Uh, so that's, yeah, one of, I, that's one of one of the reasons why I actually didn't stream or didn't do thought of doing the podcast yesterday. So 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to get too much into it, but was the movie good? Oh yeah, it was good. It was very, okay. very good. Okay. Uh, I do believe that uh, it sets up a lot of different things uh, for the NCU. Going forward. Yeah, going forward with the NCU. So, And you definitely want to stay until the end, end credits for this. Just, Interesting. Just like any other Marvel movie, except for Endgame, probably. But, you know. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, that was one of the reasons why I didn't stream yesterday. My friend actually said, hey, let's go watch it. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't really want it to go by myself anyway, so... Kind of one of those things, anyways. However, let's get off the topic of that and let's talk about Season of Mischief. We have new spawns, new um, legendaries, new things, just not mentioned in the last podcast. But what do you think of the spawns and the uh, Season of Mischief so far, there, Chris? They are pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying like every single click is a shiny chance, but these are a very cool mix. Um, I think I said before, a lot of these Pokemon are Pokemon that you only really see at night normally. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the dark types and ghost types. Yep. Uh, so it's definitely cool uh, to be able to grind them in the middle of the day even. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, some interesting ones for sure out there. Uh, Heracross is still spawning for us. Ditto is now in the wild. Yes, finally got it's a... been spawning like crazy. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Whenever we had like a Ditto supposedly, uh, supposedly to be a... Uh, a you know, I did a in, in the wild or something like that. It's supposed to also mm -hmm. be part of the season of mischief spawns, but every time I see like a Terry Orsa that's not supposed to be there or a Drowsy that's not supposed to be there, I'm like, this is not weather boost, this is not something, so it could be a ditto. <laughs> so it's kind of like maybe, just maybe it's possible. Also, Sparrow is like yeah, Sparrow is actually spawning in the wild too, so that's another shiny I need. You're like, please don't be shiny, Pokemon. You might be a shiny ditto. I know, right? Actually, for some reason, that's my th my train of thought. It's like, don't be shiny. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now it could be a ditto. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> what the heck are we in reverse psychology? Isn't is that this? weird? I know, right? It's, it's crazy. It just, it blows my mind that I'm actually looking for non-shiny Pokemon. <laughs> Diantic, kudos to this one. I do, uh, I do understand this is the thrill of the hunt. And this is like a reverse psychology type of BS that we you are put in there. So <laughs> incredible, incredible, really. <clears throat> but yeah, so spawns have been pretty decent. Um, there is notes and uh, opportunities for a shiny wild espion. So espion is now spawning in the wild and the shiny available. I'm not sure about Umbrun just yet, and that's probably because I don't think I've seen a lot of spawns them out there yet. But we'll see. And it's cool to see something different than just our regular, you know, season of spawn shinies and things like that. Because something like an EV evolution, especially Espeon, who hasn't really had a wild encounterable Pokemon until recently, uh, to be shiny too, kind of makes me wonder how the other ones are going to fare out. I kind of want to see that, but I don't know. I don't think I've seen reports of other shiny EV evolutions out there. Yeah, that that's one of the things that's always um, kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Pokemon Go is just that you can't encounter evolved shiny Pokemon. Right. And I know some of their reasoning for it, so you don't, like, have it run on you because there isn't a Master Ball in the game. So there isn't a, like, uh, a safe bet to catch evolved Pokemon. Right. But it is so annoying knowing, like, you're clicking on, like, a, I don't know, like, a Ferrothorn or something in the wild. I don't think they spawn in the wild. But... Hmm. Like, if you found one, you know it's not going to be shiny right now. So it's, it's kind of sad. But um, it is cool when they add new ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally... Uh, I would like them to release a little bit more of the shiny variants of things that we already seen. Uh, Espeon is kind of like the Gen 2 Pokemon that we never thought we were going to see while shiny. But we have there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's still a ton of Gen 1 Pokemons that I wish it was shiny in the wild. Um... That could be shiny if they actually go ahead and put it out there, you know, so... Flip the, swat, the, the switch, yeah. Yeah, flip the switch on those shinies, if possible, you know. So, it kind of makes uh, you wonder what Niantic's plans are. I understand they want to keep the game as fresh as possible when it comes to, like, new seasons and events, but I don't know, man. It's been five years. We don't need to see, like, you know, a Pichotto and then all of a sudden that be shiny or something, you know. So, it's kind of one of those things in the end of the day. But yeah, no, I believe it's, it's one of those things. Uh, real quick, I'm going to say hi to the chat there. John, uh, Ganta, thank you very much for joining us. Manolito, thank you very much for joining us. If you also want to, you know, 
come and see us. We do live stream this podcast live on twitch.tv slash purelighter. A little forward there since this is how we do things. Anyway, so Season of Mishis, pretty good. And then, of course, just, just like you said here in the notes, uh, Lugia for the 10,000th time. I was going to say the 25,000th time, but you know. So. <laughs> uh, Lugia, Lugia with Aeroblast is interesting. It's still a powerful uh, Pokemon in Master League if you were to look into it. But um, it's not something that I've been like really actively hunting out there anyways. It's a really interesting uh, Master League Pokemon for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think it. I, I don't know. I'd put it in the same realm as like uh, Yveltal. It's very hard to hard counter it. I feel like. Right. Um, very good Pokemon though. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Aerobalas also makes it a bit more, a lot more viable in the Master League. So, uh, with that being said, of course, we are not gonna see Master League for another few weeks in uh, in that regard. Yeah. So it's not that. It is incredibly like having to look for it and everything like that, which it will be cool. It is one of the very first legendaries we got out there. It could be cool if we actually get it as a level 50. But as we've seen, this Pokemon is probably going to come back plenty of times for the next few weeks or for the next few months or next few years. I don't know. It depends on how the game or how they process the game anyways. <clears throat> but yeah, so Lugia, System Chief Chiefs, solid so far. We're not going to really give it a rating because we still have like the entire four months of the year with this season anyway so uh ending it by either november or september so we'll see how it goes because we're definitely going to see some kind of event before december because that's how niantic is so uh but yeah no that is that and let's go ahead and talk about about the hoopas arrival september 5th incest day for hoopa specifically so um what did you do chris i mean you never really talked about it how we were going i to was at it. work the entire time um, so i was i was very scared i was like am i going to be able to collect all these um so i threw an incense and i was able to catch everything yeah um i think they had one hour incenses for that time i don't i don't know if that was special for the event or if that's like a commonality uh right now uh but um i was able to catch a little bit from each of the different uh zones uh from the dark in the psychic zone or the dark and ghost zone in yeah. the psychic zone. Um, very good spawns. Um, yeah, I, I was able to complete it without too much trouble, but yeah, as being somebody that's at work for that time period, right. it was a bit annoying. I wish they gave a little bit more of a window. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Cause the only thing I can think is if you were able to, have like a start timer for your event on your own but i know that would be pretty hard to set up you know because either niantic has to worry about everybody doing it at once or people each running different timers constantly um but right. yeah that that's the only thing i can think uh that would fix that um well, i know a lot of people are complaining that uh eight hours for the people at work was really just screwed up but you know that's just kind of how it goes sometimes well i i can agree on that just because of people who actually does work on sundays you know uh, the reason yeah. why it's on a sunday is because they're trying to make it more uh available for players as much as possible not everybody works on sundays but like a lot, a lot of true. the popularity does so uh, like, but I can get your point of saying that this could be had it been a eight hour event instead of just a six hour event, could have actually helped other player a little bit more. So yeah, I can understand that. Um, for me, I did go out for the first three hours of the event um, to see what it is. Now I thought that we were gonna get like special spawn Pokemon on Pokestops. All I got was Pokeballs, Pokeballs, Grapeballs, Ultra Balls. They're all the uh, special tasks for the event. So. That wasn't anything that really I could do. Now, it was helpful to restock. And, you know, thank God, because I always wanted to restock on my Pokeballs. But uh, I'm always usually only looking for Pokeballs, not Grapeballs or Ultra Balls, just because uh, my Gold Plus runs, like, in the background almost every single day anyways. So it wasn't like I really need to play it. But, you know, I went out and tried to actually uh, actually play the event. Uh, some of the spawns were actually spawning in the wild. You see every every now and then a wild Veldum, a wild Espeon, a wild Galarian Ponyta out there. So it was actually pretty cool to see those Pokemons 
Uh, but they weren't as frequent as the ones from the incest. But at the same time, those Pokemons that I mentioned were actually the rarest to see on the, out of the incest anyway. So um, that's why I wasn't like super big. I wasn't super big on, on going the full six hours because in the end of the day, it was like, eh, um, there wasn't really much that I wanted to catch aside from a few other things like a, maybe Sableye, maybe a couple other things, but I wasn't, it wasn't like I needed to be out there. Like I could have played from home and it would have been just fine and things were, could yes. have been just probably be better. But, uh, in the end of the day, I did go out three hours. I did complete the research pretty early. Uh, we get, we did get our Hoopas. So this was actually the very first next step in the special research that, um, Professor Willard is basically completing throughout the entire event. I actually kind of like the structure. I kind of want to see how they implement more and more as the season goes along. Uh, but I'm happy that at least everybody in the same time period had got their Hoopa, uh, their very first confined Hoopa, because there's another form of this, definitely. Uh, mine were crappy. I, <laughs> I know, right? Mine were crappy OBs. I got a 10, 12, 12. What do you got, Chris? Um, I got a, a 10, 14, 12, which didn't surprise me. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, I wasn't expecting that much either, but yikes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it goes to 14, 92, mm. so I'm not like completely disappointed with it. And they said we should have uh, chances to get in the future. Do we know if it's going to be from raids or anything? No. No, but we'll see. Hopefully. Probably EX if they really want to go bring it back or something like that. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I think my friend got a 98. 15, mm. 15, 14, something like... 15 attack? Yeah, that's no, the way I, to go. I think it was... Yeah, 15 attack. 15, 14, 15, but still, I'm like... I hate you. (laughs) Anyways. um, We are no longer friends. (laughs) (laughs) I got to live with him soon, but you know. (laughs) uh, But yeah, no, like I said, it wasn't too bad of an event, but at the same time, it wasn't like I needed to really go out there and play the entire time. Uh, I could have to grind out a lot of different things, but again, that wasn't really that much I wanted. Like most of the shinies in the pools were already obtainable and I already had them, so... It kind of was like a letdown in that regard. If there was maybe a special raid or something, maybe I would have been able to a little more prompt to go out and play it. But uh, I know Niantic is trying to lower their uh, their intakes on raids after everything that's going on since last month anyway. So Yeah, it did feel like the whole event could be done on only one incense, uh, especially if you threw it at the right time. I mean, that's what I did from work too. Um, so I didn't think you had to get like too, too lucky with it, but yeah. I can definitely see where people would get very unlucky because it took a while for me to get a drift, a drift limb, yeah, uh, cause yeah. we had the weather boost for a lowland Radidus. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the only thing that spawned out of that day. Out of that day. And in all sense, I also ran the gold plus for the most of the time. So I wasn't even fully checking on most of the Pokemons. I was getting lucky on some of the catches. Uh, we did have the bonus of uh, double transfer candy, so I did transfer my entire haul from literally the last 30 days, uh, plus mm-hmm. some uh, Dialgas and Palkias and things like that. So I do have quite a bit. I got 600 Dialga extra large candy, dude. <laughs> Holy cow. That's that's actually scary for myself. You know, I'm actually scared that I did that many. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, it had I, to be done. It had to be done. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it wasn't too bad in the end of the year. I kind of rate this uh, Hoopa's Arrival event, uh, I want to say I give it a 7. Maybe a 6, if I'm really surprising about it. Because there wasn't really that much special stuff around it. So, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I, I think it was a pretty nice event overall. Um, <gasps> Whoa! I thought they made it... <laughs> Shiny Spinda from the quest! <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Another shiny, yay! <laughs> I was not expecting that. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know why I actually like Nana buried this thing. Oh my. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> uh, it wasn't even Savage Season, but still, that was, I, I was not expecting that. I, I, I just wanted to complete the quest. That's all I wanted to do. Oh my lord. You didn't want the shiny, okay. I mean, I already have one shiny, so this is actually pretty cool because now I got a tradable one. I'm gonna actually gonna screenshot that. That's yeah. pretty cool. 
But yeah, there you go, guys. Shiny, uh, shiny Spinda and podcast. Yay! <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying before you got interrupted? <laughs> I do, I do think this event overall was pretty fun. Uh, they made it super easy to get a Hoopa. I, I know, uh, we were talking about how it was probably gonna have like a big time limit on it. Yeah, you could literally get it in like an hour. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh, pretty easy. That was also pretty good from just saying everybody got it. Everybody just don't don't quote it at anybody and just like get your hoopas and be done with it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, I can agree on that. Again, I don't rate it that high just because the event itself wasn't like crazy. We did have the background once again for Hoopa, so we're probably gonna see it throughout the uh, season of uh, Mischief. The new, the new sky background with Hoopa Serene around it, just because of how things are these days. So that will be interesting until the end of the season, and hopefully, hopefully they do think about maybe putting Unbound Hoopa in there too. One day, One. I think he looks so cooler. I think that might be the so like the cool. last task of the season uh, of the season. That might be. Just because if I they're, could see that. if they're trying to like space it out this way, having to wait this long until the end of the season may may actually be possible, you know, and you do have to complete every single step to get it. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, this quest is not gonna go away, guys. You can open the game and actually do it as much as possible. It is harder to do it outside of events, but it's still doable and possible if you even do it without the events. So. Uh, just work through it a little by little. Just don't forget about it. But that's basically it. Um, so yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, all right, so we're done with the recaps. Let's go ahead and get into the research topics because we got a quite full of events happening pretty soon and some responses here. Now, just like we mentioned in the last podcast and we know that Niantics was going to give us a full response on September 1st about their internal task force and how they were going to really handle the community going forward uh, and the effects of the changes and everything. So we knew that 80 meters is now the permanent base distance in Pokemon Go, no matter where you are, no matter how it is, it would be and it's always going to be 80 meters. Let's forget completely, forget about 40 meters because that's never going to happen ever again. Uh, They did say by this blog post that they posted that 80 meters will be the full, full base interaction for Pokestomen gyms from here on out. So even if you play the game before or after, this is what you're going to get. All right, so let's go ahead and go through the blog post real quick. Um, not to dwell too much into what, what they say, they definitely had in two, dif- two different pointers um, that they're definitely going to be disgusting. The first one, of course, was the 80 meters and how they uh, they responded to this. So we understand that the increased 80 meter dis- uh, interaction distance became a welcome benefit for many players. That is clear from our feedback that we saw the community, we want to keep it as announced last week, 80 meters, not 40 meters, will be the base interaction radius for Pokemons and gyms globally from now on. So that means to say, again, it is fully permanent from here on out. Uh, they still believe that in the importance of discovering inter- in interesting places and things in the real world, and we don't want to lose sight of that. The team and I, well, I guess, you know, the team and the producer that's actually speaking for this uh, blog post uh, is eager to develop new ways to motivate and reward trainers for exploring and exercising in the real world. As a result of the result, uh, as a result of task force, we have new ideas to explore and we look forward to sharing more in the coming months. So we knew this. We knew they were working on it. We know that they're going to be working on how uh, exploration, which is the core pillars of Niantic, really unsatisfying to go out and explore and things like that. So based on this, real quick, Chris, before we continue, what do you think so far about their full response to what they're expecting, what we're expecting from them from here on out? You know, I I think um, per- personally, I really like this response. Um, they had to respond. And uh, yeah, we knew it was going to take a little bit of time. I think they gave a pretty good answer. It just really depends on how they actually hold it up, right? Because uh, they're like, they're like, uh, you know, a boyfriend, a bad boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to change. I need to change. Well, are you going to change, or are you just going to talk about it? <laughs> right, right. So, so basically, we'll, we'll act- actions speak louder than words. So that's basically exactly. what we're saying. So. Um, 
Yeah, I can understand that too. And we'll, we'll see, you know, we don't know what their future plans are, but I am excited to see that this was the beginning to, uh, you know, changing something that should have been changed for a while, but we definitely uh, got rewarded by speaking out in that regard. So um, yeah. in all senses, I'm excited to see what other interactions it is to actually go out and play. Um, because, I mean, let's be honest. Yes, there's still a pandemic. We still have to stay safe. Um, but at the same time, we can't just be cooped up and play Pokemon Go all day. It is an exploration game. We want to go out. We want to play with friends. Uh, we want to meet up with people that we never have met before. If people want to meet us, of course. But um, but we want to go to those points. Uh, and we definitely want to get uh, to go back to in-person events, live events, and things like that. Which we'll mention probably later in the podcast anyways. But, uh, but yeah, that's basically the sense of their future updates to interact and exploring and things like that. All right. With that being said, let's go into the second bit of the news, which is uh, the season global uh, bonuses. So it says right here, we went through a rough learning experience recently when we had to adjust the game settings for New Zealand quickly in response to their lockdown. As you guys know, New Zealand is in a pretty heavy lockdown, so people really can't go out and play just for exercising and things like that. So they they had to change that uh, before the actual announcement. Uh, this experience taught us that we are not longer, uh, we are not going to be able to efficiently adjust the experience on country by country basis in real time. Uh, starting with the season of midships, uh, all bonuses will be set at at a global level and will be tied directly to the seasons in Pokemon Go, and then definitely go to the bonuses um, in the blog post and things like that. So, this basically are saying that all the bonuses that basically were special bonuses at the time um, are now always going to, to be tied to the season specifically. Not changing anything when it comes to the interaction distance because that is not a bonus anymore. That is actually what the set game is. Any extra bonuses that we're going to see in any of the seasons are going to be implemented implemented um, globally at a grander scale instead of just country by country basis when it comes down to how the pandemic usually really divided a lot of those things. So. Uh, I'm actually glad about this. Uh, that means that we have a full-on lookout of what to expect and how they're going to be handling this from here on out. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I do think this is going to help uh, people not kind of think other places are getting special treatment. Um, the only concern I have right now is that maybe one place is a lot worse than other places, so they don't, uh, I don't know, accommodate them uh, right. as well right i know that was a problem with a lot of people uh with all the covid cases uh going right. on a while ago yeah and that's part of the reason we want to get the distance uh for those places especially but i i um i don't know i i can't really say anything bad until like i see it happening so i i'm definitely excited though that it's all tied together because that should make it a lot easier for them instead of just you know, them looking at each area and determining what they want to do. Yeah, and this was also, like, a response to, you know, how they say, okay, New Zealand's and in, in, in the United States are going to have their bonus changes at the beginning of August, and then everywhere else is going to keep the bonus changes from previously until we see more feedback. Well, the feedback was there, and that's definitely yeah, something. Yeah, you got your feedback. <laughs> yeah, so uh, when it comes down to it, New Zealand did have to have a pretty heavy lockdown, just we mentioned before, and they had to adjust to that. So at the end of the day, it was just us in the United States that were really suffering from the changes because everybody else around the world had their uh, moment to shine, and we were just left in the dust. So uh, they didn't want to actually get to that point, and I think Niantic pretty much learned that that was not the case in the end of the day. So I, I'm glad that most of the bonuses will be tied to seasons, because that means that at the beginning of each season, we're going to have a blog post that's going it, to it underline every single bonuses that we're going to have during the time of. And not to tie it to anything that is supposed to be base interactions, you know, just like I keep mentioning, that the Pokemon distance will stay the same. Um, a lot of other things are probably going to stay the same. But aside from that, which was the major concern of the community, 
I think that the other bonuses can be adjusted based on how the season goes and grows. So, um, so that's pretty good in that regard, and then that helps everybody in that regard. So, uh, we'll we'll find out sooner or later. Well, we all do have the bonuses here in the two debut, so we know exactly what we're expecting and having from here on out. And you know, remote race is still a thing, and then damaging and damage boosted damage for trainers doing remotely is still a thing. So. We still don't know if that's going to be changeable, but that may be something that in the future we may see another change because it's not really core Niantic to play and do raids from home. So <laughs> um, I still expect that to change. Uh, I don't know when, but we'll see when it comes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the easiest thing for them to change on that would just be lowering the amount of damage that you do from remote raids, which they already said was supposed to be the way they worked in the past. Yeah, yeah, and see what other benefits really points out to the in-person raids instead of remote raiding. So I believe this should be an incentive to actually go out more than to be able to stay, because if you have more than enough people... You can just buy your five people from the remote and then just, you know, you can just do it. It doesn't matter what you do. Just expand in that sense and you'll be fine. But um, but that also means that you have to be careful how rewarding it is to go out and play. I do believe that that's going to be the real incentive if you if they ever change that. So, All right. And then the final piece of information that they gave us here on the blog post... <clears throat> Uh, communication. So we should be communicating and engaging more with trainers. I hope that with your patience and understanding, we can do better here. There are many ways that we can improve, but to start, we're making the following commitments to you. So these are commitments. They are not changes as of today. So <clears throat> starting in October, we'll begin, we'll begin publishing a developer diary every other month to share the latest priorities, events, and features for the game. Uh, they're also going to set up a regular conversation with community leaders to continue the dialogue we began this month. And we will continue to work and, on updating our known issues page. And those efforts will pr uh, prioritize uh, bringing greater facility into the status of existing bugs for trainers. Uh, simple and easy. They're basically going to communicate a little bit better than they were previously doing. Uh, I'm happy to say that you know that their blog post will probably give us some insights on what's to come instead of what to expect and be like surprised about in the end of the day and how they're going to move forward and things like that and also their conversations with other leaders is really really helpful because that means that they're willing to share information to people that usually they play this game every single day not usually they play every day single day so uh, those leaders technically are the voice of the community, so I'm glad that they're definitely wanting to continue expanding on that, growing with it, hopefully opening up new possibilities for Niantic to really be in touch with their community and how well they work. Now, the known issues page, again, it's there to know what kind of bugs and fixes supposed to happen in Pokemon Go. I hope they can implement that a little bit more insight on exactly when or how we're going to see changes or fixes to glitches and known issues in the game. So in that end of the day, they're just commitments. I don't see nothing until I see it myself. Uh, what do you think, Riz? Uh, I know one of the concerns I've heard, uh, at least seen on Twitter, is that people are wanting to know which community leaders they're going to be talking to. Right. Um, I think they're getting a pretty broad one. I mean, I've only heard of two so far, Zionic and uh, Zoe Two Dots. I'm sure there's many, many more. Uh, but I think we're going to get people that play the game in a bunch of different ways, not just PvPers, not just, you know, the normal uh, grinder. So I'm very interested to see... Um, like how this all pans out. It sounds like they're trying to get a really good relationship with their player base, and that is a very solid foundation for a game to have. Yes, definitely. Um, a lot of people are also been saying that this was supposed to be, you know, implemented from the very beginning. That Niantic's yeah. supposed to actually be part of the community, you know, always listen to the community and things like that. So. In the end of the day, we understand that Niantic is a company. A company has to make money to make sure that they can keep a game alive and well for you know the foreseeable future. 
but I'm glad to see that there will be changes in their communications. I do hope that they can find a team to not just respond through a automated system most of the time, but that's, you know, just, it, again, there's millions of players out there playing this game. And there's definitely, you know, not enough people in Niantic that can handle literal feedback from millions and millions of players out there. So uh, I can understand that some changes can be implemented, but as long as, you know, the community is really voiceable about it and also understands that Niantic has to, of course, work with a live game 24-7. So um, just keep in mind out there, what exactly is that we're hoping to see from their commitments from here on out. So yeah, that is basically it when it comes down to it, you know. Uh, just a final response from the executive producer who wrote this blog. Uh, we love how passionate Pokemon Go trainers are about this game and we want to know how passionate we are about the game and the community as well. The lack of communication regarding the Pokestop Gym interactions just was not handled well on our part, and it was great learning experience on how to better engage with our players moving forward. Our top priority is and always has been to create to get people outside into the real world and creating human interactions with each other. Each other. Thank you for being part of this journey with us. We'll hear you'll hear from us uh, soon again soon. So, uh, like I said, this is not. This is not like a response from like the whole Niantic uh, or Niantic and Pokemon Go team. This is actually from also from the executive producer, and he's specifically talking how they want to change uh, for the better of the community. So, um, with that being said, I'm glad that they responded. Uh, we'll definitely are going to hold our breaths a little bit longer on their commitments, but I'm seeing a bright future. At least a small, tiny bit bright future still coming up, um, hopefully in the next few months and next few days. So, a lot uh, to look forward to, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, with that being said, that it was the response that we got from them. Let's go ahead and talk about the next event. It's time some from actual Pokemon Go news out here, guys. Um, and this is what, Chris? Well, well, well. Uh, you made a very good prediction on this one. Right. Uh, Inke and Malamar make their Pokemon Go debut during the Psychic Spectacular. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the Psychic Spectacular. There. Now you guys can understand. Now you guys can understand by looking at, at the game right now that what you need to do to actually <laughs> get Inke into Pokemon Go. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! But you flip the screen if you guys don't know. <laughs> Anybody listening to podcast services? Yes, that's basically what you're supposed to do. So Inke and Malabar are coming into Pokemon Go. Uh, the reason why the game is like that is because Inke's uh, ability to evolve requires you to flip your game upside down to evolve it. Now, does, is this mechanic really going to come into Pokemon Go? We'll wait and see it when it actually comes out, which is actually not too far from here. Um, but yeah, so when is this starting? So this starts on Wednesday, September 8th, uh, 10 a.m. local time and ends on, mon on Monday, September 13th at the 8 p.m. local time. So the features, uh, Inke and his evolution Malamar will be making his Pokemon Go debuts. Um, Inke will have an only under unique circumstances, um, or evolve in under only, un under only unique circumstances. I don't know how to say it. Talk today for some reason. Um, trainers who have journeyed through the Kalos region of Pokemon X and Y may have uh, an inkling as to what those circumstances might be. Well, I already told you what it is, but you know what I meant. <laughs> uh, the next part of the uh, season of Mischiefs, the special research story, under uh, misunderstood Mischiefs will unlock. Uh, something's got... Something's got psychic type Pokemon's all worked up and they're appearing more often in the wild. Sounds like the perfect opportunity to learn more about them. You never know um, we, what, we, what might we learn more about Hoopa as well. Interesting. Even though we already got, got Hoopa, so I don't know what else they can really uh, unfold here. Oh, I think you already, you already hinted at it a little bit earlier. What? Give me a clue. That uh, you think it might have to do with the Unbound? Uh, it could possibly be to that point. Maybe we do require something to either get an Unbound or transform it to Unbound form. You never know. <laughs> but we'll see. 
Um, psychic type Pokemon like Abra, Drowsy, Tita, Solosis, and more will appear more frequently in the wild. If you're lucky, you might encounter others like Elgium and Inkay. I'll definitely take the El uh, the Inkay. Don't give me the Elgium. I've seen enough Elgiums for the last three uh, three months that I don't want to see anymore again. Uh, It'd almost be like a slap in the face if they made it shiny now after that last event. Oh my god. Uh, it, it won't be though. I don't think so. It could be cool if they actually put like Gotten's Losses shiny uh, out there too, but they're not mentioning the blog post, so I'm not actually holding my breath when it comes down to it. So uh, interesting to say they may not be shiny, guys. Until we see it. You never know. Uh, psychic type, uh, I'm sorry, uh, psychic type Pokemon will appear in race throughout the events. Uh, Staryu, uh, Chimchow, Bronson, Esper, and Ninke will be appearing in one star raids. A lot of Raichu, Wobbuffet, and Medichan, Medichan and Metagross will appear in three star raids. Lulia will continue to appear in five star raids, and Mega Slowbro will continue to appear in Mega Raids. So, not a lot of changes, just to uh, base overall uh, raids out there. Uh, I'm already. Metagross is pretty cool if you want to get a little extra large candies out there. If it's shiny possible, which I don't think it will be because it has half a mega um, comes out, then I think everybody will actually be doing um, Metagross from here on out. But it, it, the mega, it seems more likely to become shiny possible in the wall in that sense or in the, in the rates. I agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd just save your passes if you're looking for the shiny and the extra large candy at the same time. If you're just grinding extra large candy, you should get two per Metagross. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, by completing team, uh, theme field research stats, you can encounter event team Pokemon like Wubat, Inkane, and more. Take a snapshot once a day for a surprise. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Inkane. And then we got stickers in the shop for Inke and other Avatar-related Psychic-type Pokemons. So, overall... That sticker looks beautiful. I know, right? I know. Um, so, that's the Psychic event. 2021. Brand new Pokemon to catch. Evolve. Uh, understand. Uh, Malamar does have the unique typing of Psychic and Dark-type, which is only weak to Fairy and four times weakness to Bugs. So, that's interesting to say. I don't know how well it's going to pair out in the PvP meta or anything like that. Do you have any ideas there, Chris? Malamar, as a Pokemon, uh, looks like it's got amazing type. Um, other than that, I, don't, I haven't really looked at the rankings. Mm. Well, we haven't really seen what moves and stats it really has, so... I mean, the only thing that he's really scared of is, uh, you know, Bug. Yeah. Bug isn't, like, the craziest common type. Right. Um, for people to run and then uh charm for sure like everybody's scared of charm though so <laughs> so uh let me take a look if they have it on here yet oh it's actually kind of low it's uh 157 it kind of gets uh very it has a very bad quick move very bad quick move um it has psycho cut superpower and foul play i am very interested in superpower but it definitely needs a better quick move if it got, like, Confusion or something, that'd be pretty dope. Uh, it beats Galarian Stunfisk, Bastudon, Swampert, Scrafty, and Hypno, though. Um, so being able to beat Stunfisk and Bastudon is freaking huge in this meta. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see how it really pans out. I don't see it even a competitor in race just because of its typing. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I do like how NK's evolution and everything should be changing how we play the game, but I don't see it being a super big contector. But I've always been wrong, so we'll see when that happens on Wednesday. You'll let me know for sure next week, right, Chris? <laughs> yes, yeah. If, if they get a move uh, mix-up, it should be OP, but yeah, for now it's kind of eh. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so with that being said, that is a psychic event happening on Wednesday. Make sure you let us know what kind of cool things you get and catch, and if there's anything cool that we may want to hunt for, let us know as soon as possible. Uh, but let's get ahead and go into our last piece of news for this week, and this is actually a very interesting one because the Safari songs that were dated for 2020 are finally being rescheduled for live events out there in the world. Uh, 
So as you guys know, in 2020, we were supposed to have three different safari zones, one in Liverpool, another one in Philadelphia, and another one in St. Louis. Two in the New York, I'm sorry, two in the United States and another one in uh, England or UK, I guess. <clears throat> that being said, uh, because of the pandemic, all of that got completely canceled and we had in-home events that we actually could play throughout the time and all of those. So, um, but now they're rescheduled and these are the dates for each one of the safari zones. So for Liverpool... And it's now scheduled for Friday, October 15th to Sunday, October 17th in Sanford Park. Uh, for Philadelphia, which was the one that I was hoping to go to last year, it will be on Friday, October 29th to Sunday, October 31st in uh, Fairmount Park. And then Safari Zone St. Louis will now be scheduled from Friday, November 12th to Sunday, November 14th in Tower Group Park. Uh, it says right here, additionally, the start and end times of the Safari Zone in San Luis have shifted one hour earlier to pro uh, provide the best possible on-site experience. And then, of course, updated event hours are reflected on your tickets. So, to say the least. So, real quick before I get into what uh, each one of the features out there um, or the features for the uh, Safari Zones... What do you think, Chris? Is it really okay to reschedule something like this? Or has it been a long time coming because it's over been over a year now? I mean, when they gave us the event at home a while ago, I think they they called it something like the uh the the at home experience or something. I, I forget what they called it. They called it like a pre experience. Right. And uh I think they said they were gonna push it back. We didn't know they'd have to push it back this far. Um, I'd say my biggest gripe with this is that we didn't really get as much uh, warning as I would have liked to get, mm -hmm. um, honestly. And I think I think part of that is they don't really want a lot of people <laughs> showing up at these places. Uh, in, in all honesty, that's what I think it is. Um, I'm very interested to see if uh, people you know, kind of complain and try to get another at-home experience out of it. But honestly, there hasn't been too much outcry. I mean, we already got an event out of it. You don't need a second one out of it, you know? Well, um, they did promise... Not that I wouldn't like to get it. Right, right. Um, they did promise that they're going to reschedule this. No matter how long mm -hmm. it takes them to reschedule, they were going to reschedule yes. this. I do agree that their timing is a little bit off because they're giving us less than a month to really plan this out depending on where you're going um and also or maybe just a little bit more than a month but still that's not too much to say because most of the time whenever we have an event happening we have quite a bit of months to uh, plan it out schedule it things like that you know get tickets to fly out or things like that uh mm -hmm. but i don't know. I mean, unfortunately, I am not able to attend the original Safari Zone in Philadelphia. That was my main one that I wanted to go to. I even had tickets to go, you know, fly out and all that stuff. So I was ready to go until the pandemic kind of canceled everything at that point. Um, mm -hmm. Which, again, it was kind of sad. But at the same time, I was always hoping to go to Philadelphia when this whole thing ended or at least be able to do it safely in that regard. Now that I know the dates for the next one, unfortunately, I don't have enough time or PTO in my workplace to actually go out anymore. So uh, I will have to skip the in-person event, but I can still play um, as, as follow because it says right here, uh, ticket holders will be able to enjoy the following features whenever they participate in a in-person event or play globally. So if you have a ticket, uh, you will actually be featured to those spawns and things that they were mentioned here in just a second um, interesting there is though this reasoning that they will not be selling any more tickets after that um whatever you got back then was the only time you were able to get them but unfortunately they're not opening up for other trainers that wanted to uh, rejoin us to this events uh, again so which kind of sucks but at the same time it kind of understandable they don't want to actually populate more events or more to the events that they technically were supposed to end out a long while ago. Um, so yeah, so the features will be feature Pokemon who appear in the wild and attracted to incense. Uh, you'll be able to complete event exclusive special research and field research tasks. 
and since activated during the event hours will last for eight hours uh, lure modules activated during the event hours will last for four hours special 2kms will be available and safari some philadelphia ticket holders take a snapshot for a surprise cool that means that i'm actually able to get something <laughs> different from the other safari sons you know, I didn't even see this before the podcast. Um, I definitely understand why people aren't complaining yeah. uh, since we get some more at-home experience. Yes, so you'll be able to play globally when it comes down to it. It doesn't matter if you are going there or not. However, if you want to go to any of the in-person events, I would suggest to um, RSVP to the event's website. There is a website in the blog ASAP. post. And, well... I want to say ASAP, I want to say no, because not a lot of people are actually planning to go. And the only ones that are really prompt to go are probably the ones that are really have the time in their lives and, you know, be able to plan out anything in any points of time. Um, yeah. But that's just my perspective when it comes down to it. Uh, but they do want to make sure that they have a actual headcount of how many people are they. Do remember, we're still in a pandemic, so there's a lot of different things that they may be changing throughout the course before the actual event starts. Um, but again, it's just something when it comes down to it. Uh, it says right here, the Seed Explorer Pass experience have been removed from these events, and those who purchase this add-on will have to uh, will have it refund. Niantic will take initiative of uh, all refunds by October second of twenty twenty one. Which I don't know. Did I even get that? I don't remember if I bought it that time. City experience. Oh yeah, I did get it. City Explorer Pass. So I guess I get a refund here. Maybe some more extra pocket coins. <laughs> That's nice from them because I did. I wanted to go and have the full experience back then in May of of, of the event. So thank you, Niantic. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, I don't. I don't know if I'm super happy about it, but I'm not. I'm not really. Unfortunately, because I can't attend the one that I was planning to go to. Kind of feels like a letdown in that in that regard. Uh, however, there's one thing, a few things that a lot of the other podcasts has been saying and talking about is that is it really necessary to have the same event spawns that they promised back in the day, or are we going to have a different types of um, Pokemon Safari zones in that type? I don't even remember at this point what were the, the, the Safari zone events and spawns. For us, I remember we had Rowlet. And I don't think it had a shiny chance before, but uh, now that he is shiny, it is kind of interesting if that happens. I think I remember that the Rowlet was a special research encounter and a photograph encounter, and that was the only two you can get throughout the event. Mm-hmm. So maybe two more possibilities. I think they also gave us a, a guaranteed shiny Bolter. And Sandrew was spawning the wild, Mr. Mine was spawning in the end, so... Uh yeah, yeah very good spawns all around. I do remember the unknown was also another one. I don't know if they'll probably make it. I don't think they'll make it shiny available for this time around. So that's an understatement when it comes down to it. Uh, however, if you do have a ticket, uh, just make sure you get through your refunds, and if not, um, just play the event. I mean, another event that you'll definitely have fun for uh, during the times off. So. If trust me, guys, if we wanted to, if we could have, we would have gone to those events ourselves. Just unfortunately, we still feel like it's not the right time, and the time period for this is just too short for us to be able to take the days off and all that. So, it is what it is when it comes down to it, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I I'm definitely excited for that event, even if uh, we don't get to go in person. I would have liked to go in person too, but yeah, no, I I just. I can't right now. Yeah, it's almost impossible at this point, but it is what it is. But yeah. All right. When it comes down to it, that is that. Let us know what you guys feel about the Safari Zones events and all that. We'll see if there's any changes and we'll definitely let you know before those events start. All right, Chris, time to get some get good, get red. Here we go, Chris. Oh, boy. All right. So season nine has been live since Monday, actually, Monday of last week. Um, have you seen anything? Because I literally haven't even touched TV all this this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been um doing a bunch of little battles. I think I'm currently rank sixteen. Ooh. Um, definitely not as high as some of the, you know, more 
seasoned players, you know, they've already been getting their ELO, mm. uh, which you get at uh, rank 20. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's been pretty nice. Uh, the weather ball nerf is definitely noticeable, but they are still out there. Um, I mean, what is it like five energy difference? It's not a huge, huge difference, but that's like one quick move. So you're you're definitely gonna be able to get more play versus those Pokemon, which is beautiful. Um, other than that, there's there's not really too much of a difference that I noticed. Um, I know that they buffed a few moves. I I just can't remember. Uh, what the main one was because I don't I don't see a lot of uh, whatever Pokemon they buffed. I you um, know what I see too much is Jalicent though. Jalicent. So I my my t- yeah my my team is literally just anti him. <laughs> like, I, 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 my team right now is um I was running Shiftry uh with Galvantula and Stunfisk Galarian in the back, but I switched it to um actually have Galvantula in the front because I kept running into fighter leads. So it's better to have that ABB um, format instead of getting kind of, you know, screwed over because uh, they don't know what you got in the back. But if, if you switch from a, a dark type into a, a bug versus like a champ, they're, they're just going to punch you down. It, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah horrible. definitely definitely um well one thing's for sure the only time i touched it is when i actually got that rank one pidgeot uh from sunday's event <laughs> i was out in the wild and just got a pg and then all of a sudden it was a rank one for us so i was like hey it's uh you know i could finally play this free and you know <laughs> oh man that was just funny as like uh that i actually got that so i tried it out it's actually pretty good the nerf on is move uh feather uh feather dance that's kind of seemed a little bit different now. Uh, it does take a little bit longer to charge, so... Uh, but it's still a powerful Pokemon because it has little weaknesses when it comes down to it, unless you run into an Ice-type or an Nitro-type, which I've seen little of it so far, but that's because I'm only in the lower ranks. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll, I'll have some motivation to actually play some GBL if I do it throughout my streams and all that. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And do you have any updates on your refactions there, Chris? Oh boy. Uh, I actually didn't realize like how well uh, we were doing. Um, you get a certain amount of points for every you know little bit of wins you get uh, versus uh, teams. So right now we are currently tied for first. Uh, technically, we're losing the Bullshots. Uh, uh for first place all right um so we are one of the four teams tied uh with nine points uh for first in our uh in our uh league i i don't know i don't know what it's called we're we're not in like the higher uh tiers but we should be promoted after this season so i'm pretty excited about that nice um but like the top one is texas pvp with 42 wins uh, and that's across all their players. Um, not 42 wins against, like, thing, like 42 wins out of all the games they played. Right. Um, Swell Sprouts is 38 wins. Uh, Fletchlander Ella Story, I love that name, has 37 wins. And then Switchmasters, which is ours, um, has 36 wins. Okay. So we can uh, take that first place. Um, especially if we get paired up against uh, Texas PvP and somehow, uh, you know, win that. Um, but we should be getting matched up against one of them in the next bout, I believe. And then it's going to be a fight for first place. It's uh, a fight for survival. Two bouts. <laughs> Dude, I'm super excited. I'm super glad with how the team's been doing. It's been really close. Uh, this week, we had to fight Take a Chancy on me, and we we barely uh, pulled it out with 11 to um, 10. Oh. So it, it, it came down to every single win. To the um, so wire I'm very there. happy with yeah. our squad. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, I hope that you can continue the streak and go the distance to the end. So congratulations, Please. out there, team. Congratulations there. 
Uh, but Thank with that you. being said, I do believe that that is it for the night. Uh, I think that we cover everything, and I don't know if there's anything more so far. I do hope that there's more to it. Uh, it's not that... I, I want to say just say this. Um, I've been playing Pokemon Go. Like, definitely been playing Pokemon Go, but... I haven't really grind out the game as much as I want to. I'm still the grind to level 50. I'm still, like, quite a bit away from level 49. And then, of course, 50, which is the last one. Um, mm -hmm. I got to do a couple extra trades and do the final tasks out there. But uh, overall, I feel like the game is just on a slow grind until something cool or bigger comes out in the next few ones. We're definitely are going to see the um, Lake Trio come up in shiny form pretty soon. So that's yes. going to be exciting. Um but with that being said, of course, there's more to it. And hopefully take a little break from, you know, spending into the game and things like that. So with that being said, I do believe that's it. Anything else you want to add, Chris? Um, yeah, I, I guess uh, there's a lot of people already preparing for the next push of XP for level 60. Because oh, they'll God. be like really sticklers about opening gifts and everything. So you never know. They could they could flip the switch again in a year. But uh, yeah, you know, keep grinding your XP. Um, get the shinies, you know, get that shiny spin if you need it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check us out on the podcast services fees, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all those places. If you leave us a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on our social medias, myself and Pure, and Pure Lighter Go. Almost say Pokemon Go again. <laughs> and Chris at Pokemon Trigger, please. That's P-K-M-N Trigger, please. Don't forget, you can always email us to the Purify Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check us out at the PurifyPodcast.com, the Professor Network. And that being said, I think Chris finalized the, our end of the week of today. So we'll see you guys next time. Keep purifying, pu purifying them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and have a good night.